Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. There's something celebratory about Bubbles. Our ridiculous selection of champagne and sparkling wines will make the holidays pop. Who couldn't use a friendly wine elf? I can help you find the perfect bottle at just the right price. Deep frying a turkey this year? A rich and earthy Chateau Neuf de Pop would make an interesting pairing. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you. This holiday, now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Welcome to Host Talk, episode two of season two. We have a very special guest today. He is Channing Tatum's right-hand man. He made a movie about him. I like to call him Magic Mike. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, wait, hold on. I think his name is Mike. Or is it Matt? I was it's, like, I'm gonna... It's Matt. it's Matt. I know. I was like, man, I should put my Jake Mike on it just so I could piss him off. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, that's it, Tony. That's it. I'm not never doing it for you. Like, that's, that's the it. end. That's the end of this podcast, man. It's that's over it. now. All right, everybody. That was a short podcast. Thank you for coming. Oh, <laughs> right, everybody. It's Retro Wolf, aka, right here on the in the dirty streets. How you doing, man? Man, I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm just uh, enjoying this rainy day we're having up on the mountain where I live. Ah, uh, man. Nah, for us right now, it's cold and sunny. It's about to be winter, and it's wonderful for me. I, I hate winter. I love winter. I well, love it, especially when it snows. Well, you know, us people in the south, we freak out any time that it snows, so that never goes well. Oh, the, I, I saw videos of everybody freaking out. We're like, <laughs> we're like you know you could just put break and go you don't have to like slide all the way down i just i get excited when i see that it's I'm funny like, it is we're like oh my god it's snowing it's like we're over here we're like you you know you could give us some snow here you will be all right you know <laughs> oh man i remember i'll tell you a little quick story right now i remember uh i, I was at work and it snowed so it was snowing and there was ice and there was so much accident. I didn't get home until maybe I want to say eleven in in the eleven at night. And I got wow. out of work at seven. Oh, that was a rough drive then. I was like pissed off, and I was like, I should have brought my switch. But now that I have my yeah. phone, I got Mario Kart, so I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. Well, eh, I don't know about all that, but. <laughs> I mean, I have the new iPhone eleven. Oh, here we go with the iPhone. Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. You know, what I like about this phone, at, at work, I have not charged it. Well, that's cool. No, no charge. I was like, maybe one time I charge it just to see, but I left it the whole, the whole day at work, and it not even one time I said, I got to charge it. When I get out of work, it's like 35%. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they actually were right about the battery. Not bad. I haven't charged it. Yep, my uh, 
Samsung Galaxy is the same way. And it's Ooh, not Galaxy Android's boo. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, hey, listen, man. I, I owned two iPhones before I switched over to Galaxy and I'll never go back. Ever. Hey, I, I always I had a Galaxy phone when I get yeah, I did have one. Yes, I did have one. I didn't like it and I switched to Apple and I never went back. Well, cool. So we didn't come here to talk about cell phones, so what you got for me? Oh man, we're gonna talk about phones right now. I think everybody <laughs> wants to hear about that. We make reports. Uh... We're gonna talk so much today. Oh, oh, another thing. I haven't even charged my phone since since Thursday, and I still have battery, which is surprising. That is surprising. I know. I was like, damn. I was like, man, I thought it was gonna be. That's it. No, I still got more battery. All right, then we, let's start off with the podcast right now. Guess what? It's like, oh my god, we're, uh. Are you guys going to be talking about phones now? Oh, this is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> oh, maybe we're making this in two parts. I don't know. And most importantly right now, I want to say, ladies and gentlemen, mostly why, you might be asking, you know, how did I come up with my guests? Actually, to be honest, you're the one who contacted me since yes. I started my podcast saying you wanted to be here. Unfortunately. Everybody knows who has been in the podcast from the MLS females, Juan, and um, and our good friend Tara knows that I have a schedule mm-hmm. that I send. Be like, this is the days I'm recording. But this season, I didn't put nothing out. I'm just going like that. Like, all right. Uh, I, I already know that I have recordings for December, and it looks like January. February looks... Uh, a little bit, it might be early January, uh, late January. I don't know about that. Next month, I don't have nobody to record. That's why I had to contact some people. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I got lazy. I don't know. Or maybe I was like so much stressed with this whole thing. Uh, uh, but hey, right now we're planning on another recording in December. But right now we're waiting for our girlfriend to message me if she's able to. That's the whole thing. I don't know who's going to be in it. I know you're going to be in it. But I don't know who else is going to be in it. Uh, it's very painful doing the podcast and not and not being prepared. Now now I know why I love season one better. <laughs> uh, I was so prepared. I was like, all right, yay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then I get, can we record uh, later later around the day? I had to do something. I was like, all right, it's okay. I mean, let's all be honest. Tara was a big trooper. Mm-hmm. She recorded uh, the E3 one. Yeah. She was sick. I don't know if you knew about this. She was sick. She had oh. like sore throat. Ooh. That's why you. I don't know if you heard on her voice in that one. She was. She was a little bit sore. Uh, couldn't hear that good, or something like that. She yeah. messaged. She messaged me, and she said she was sick. And I felt so bad. I was like, you know what? It's okay. I, I, I'll do it. And then she was a trooper and said, no, 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 no. Uh, it was a problem. It, we, we, it was a deal. And this other stuff. And I'm, I'm beyond grateful because she did that. Everybody else, I, would, I wouldn't mind if, you know, we, we'll push it back until she gets better. But she was said, okay, let's do it. Well, you know, Tara's hardcore and awesome like that. So I'm not surprised. I know. That's why, that's why we love her. And Tara, answer, please. I know you're busy with work, but answer us. Especially <laughs> me. I need to know what for December. I need to know. Surprisingly, I didn't know what, what day was her birthday. I was surprised. Oh, man. 
You know when it's her birthday? Uh, no, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah, I, did. I was like, whoa. Huh. That's why I messaged her. She's like, I have my birthday that week. I'm like, ooh, and I'm off on vacation. Yeah. So, we'll see. Maybe, we'll see. If she's in it, we'll see. If not, then it's okay. Maybe, maybe I asked my, my good friend Davey or maybe, uh, what was his name? Wings? That you, that you interviewed the other time? Who? Wing? Uh, in, in Twitter, I think. What's, what's his name? Oh, my God. I forgot his username. Uh, I've interviewed quite a few people. It was that day that, that the, the, the park, your, your, uh, your audio got botched. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tour. There you go. Yeah. But but he has it with Wings, something like that. Yeah, his his Twitter name is Wing Zero Tour, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully maybe I'll talk to him. Yeah, we'll that would see. be cool. Yeah, I'm, that would be I'm, cool. Right now I'm right now in the planning stages and we'll see what goes on. But now let's go on with the podcast. It's been what, eight minutes of just us blabbering. <laughs> I blame you. I blame uh, you. Okay, yeah, it's all my fault. Yes, yeah, so, so I blame you and my podcast. Yeah, that that's cool. I'll I'll take the blame. Ah, lovely. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's start it up. Uh, how you come up with your uh, name for YouTube on uh, for your YouTube? So, you know, whenever I first started thinking about starting the YouTube channel, I struggled with the name for a while because it seems like all the good stuff is already taken. You know, everybody's got all the obvious stuff. So, you know, I, I one of my passions is obviously retro games and collecting retro games and playing retro games. So I know I knew that I wanted to have retro in the title. Yeah. Um, and then Wolf, the uh, uh, Wolf, my last name. So uh, that's why I went with that. And then the, the 88 at the end, that's just the year that I was born. So Retro Wolf 88, I thought that it flowed pretty well and was easy to remember. So I uh, just went with that. And it wasn't taken, so that was good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Wait, you're 88, man. You're two years older than me. Damn. 31, man. 31. 29 here. Well, you're, you're going to hit that big three zero pretty soon. Oh, yeah, in January. It's going to be so painful. I'll be like, nah. Nah, nah man. Dude, don't don't look at it like that. You're still young. We're both still young. Uh, I go to the bathroom more, so that's a little bit different. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's just going to keep happening as you get older, so. Yeah, that's true. That sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Explain, uh, explain to us the process you take on deciding to make the videos and the uploads and everything like that? You know, really, what videos that I decide to to record and edit and throw up on the channel, it's it's almost random sometimes. I'm, I really just kind of pick what I want to do, you know, because for me, this is more of a, a hobby than anything. It's a way for me to share my love of video games with, with other people. So... I do videos on things that I'm interested in and, you know, hopefully in turn other people will be interested as, as well. So, you know, really, I just, I here lately, I have been scheduling my videos well in advance. Like I'll put together a video schedule for a month ahead and I'll schedule out, okay, on this date, I'm going to do this video on this date. I'm going to do this video in the beginning. I didn't do that. It was just kind of like whatever, I wanted to do it was more spontaneous but now I kind of plan it out a little bit more and I do have my regular videos that I that I sort of put out every month like uh, the mama retro stuff and then um, 
pickups videos, which those I won't probably won't have one of those for a while. And the uh, GameCube gallery series um, videos about limited switch games, the upcoming switch games for the next month. So those are some of my video series that I put out on a regular basis, but all the extra stuff it's, you know, if an idea pops into my head and it sounds good, I'll go for it. As you, you guys may know this, um, me talking in my past, I used to do YouTube and it took a long time to edit and this other stuff. How long does it take you to record and editing and the process of uploading to YouTube? Well, it depends on the video, which I'm sure you know that, depending yeah. on how complicated the video is, how much stuff needs to be done with the editing. But the cool thing with me is that I actually have an editor. My nephew, he's my editor. He's really good at video editing. And um, so most of the videos he edits. Now here lately, I've been pulling some editing duty as well. So some of the videos that have come out in the last month or so, I've actually fully edited. Um, so right now, the way we're doing it is he edits one video. I edit another video. So we're doing about we're doing at least two videos a week, sometimes three if we can find the time. But uh, yeah, it just depends on the video. I mean, if it's a really complicated video that requires a lot of gameplay and images to be thrown up and you know things like that also it depends on how many editing jokes we want to throw in the video because we like to throw some jokes in the video whether it's an editing joke or a, you know uh, a joke that might not sound right if you get my drift yeah. uh, so we like to throw a little bit of comedy in there when we can but yeah it really just depends on the video it can it can like for me if if i'm the one doing the editing uh, it usually takes me about a day, depending on the video, it takes me a day to get the information together and plan the video out. Then the next day I'll record it. And uh, usually I can record the videos pretty quick because I do a lot of prep work beforehand to make sure I'm ready to go. And then the editing, of course, is the most time consuming part for me personally, just because I'm new to video editing. It usually takes me at least two or three days to edit a video, depending on how complicated it is. Yeah, man, that takes a long time. I used to mostly mine was more easier because I used to do it by like by the camera, the camera, the webcam from the computer. Especially when I was doing the boxing, it was oh, you have to the things that I hate. I used to do the one takes. Like I have to mm -hmm. have it right in one take. If I don't say it right or I misspell, I I delete it and start again. And I hated those, and it usually took takes me like three hours in one take video. Oh yeah, you can't do that, man. I just now, now you don't. I, I yeah. was like, no. I was like, no. Mostly because I, I didn't like. I love putting the video up, but I hate the editing. Yeah, it's it's very tedious. I actually enjoy it though for right now. That may change in the future, but I, but I like learning new things, and so since I'm kind of new to editing and learning the ins and outs of it, I'm I'm sort of enjoying it. But you know, I don't know how long that will last. Yeah, I get you. I get you. It takes it takes a toll. Just take it little by little. That's all. Yeah. Yep. Have you ever recorded a video in the past that you that you said, you know what, this is not good enough, and you deleted it, even though you already have it already recorded? Oh yeah, yeah. I've done that with several videos. Actually, there have been several videos where either me or my editor will start watching the footage and we'll be like, you know what, this is not a very entertaining video. It's kind of boring why let's not waste our time editing it and putting it on the channel because if we do it's just not going to do good it's not going to get any views yeah. nobody's going to want to watch it and i think that's a big mistake that a lot of small youtubers make is they'll they'll keep putting out 
videos that, and I don't mean for this to sound mean or anything, but uh, in, uh, in some cases, videos that just aren't very entertaining and they're not getting any views, but yet they keep putting out those same types of videos, even though they're not going anywhere. If you have a small YouTube channel and you're putting out a video and it's not getting results, then you either A, need to just not do that type of video anymore, or B, try to think of a way to make it more entertaining, to make it more exciting so that you actually do get those views. But, you know, if you're putting out something that's not working, I guess what I'm trying to say is you, you've got to figure out a way to make it work or just put that idea to the side and, and do something different. Man, I get what you mean. I, I, I made so many videos that I deleted after it's uploaded. And they've made like only like 64 views yeah. and like in a week I deleted it or even made 300 views. I'll delete it because I, I was during that time as a small YouTuber, you want to get those 1,000, like 900, 1,000. If you hit 900, that's a, that's great. 1,000 is better. Mm -hmm. But if you get like 60, 200, 300, for me in my case, I deleted them. Well, it, it really just depends on how small um, your channel uh, is you know um, yeah because when i started when i used to have those views i used to have 600 subscribers and i used to say you know what i have 500 why am i getting 60 and yeah. it's been a week and i said you know what screw this i don't think it was worth it and then i deleted it well i i don't i wouldn't delete just me personally i've got videos on my channel from it when the earlier days when i started earlier this year that you know, they didn't really do very great. I didn't delete them. I'm still going to leave them on there because they're they're a part of my channel. You know what I mean? They're they're part of the history of my channel. Yeah. And I want them to be there because I want people to see where I was and how much I've improved between then and now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. But uh, that was me a long time ago, and uh, that's why I don't do YouTube no more. Gotcha. Uh, how did you decide to bring your mom and introduce her to games and what is, you know, this and that, like, you know, what type of games she's going to play mm -hmm. or, you know, the process tells the whole thing. So, yeah, I wish I wish I had thought of this sooner and got my mom on the channel earlier because, you know, she's very entertaining. She's very goofy. She's funny. And I was just at home one day thinking to myself, you know what? It might be entertaining if I get her on the channel because, to my knowledge, she she had never played a video game before in any real capacity. So I knew that it would probably be entertaining, but let me tell you something. Whenever I got her over here that first day that we recorded, it blew my expectations away. Like, her reaction to playing the games, I was not expecting that at all, and it was absolutely hilarious. And... It makes her a very entertaining video, I think. It makes her a very funny video, and she yeah. loves it. She she loves all the attention. She you know, um, she enjoys trying to play the games, even though she's not very good at them. She enjoys it, and her her reactions are real too, man. Like she's not yeah. putting on a show. Like that's that's legit. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, and as far as what games that I pick, you know, I try to pick a mixture of of games that are well known, like. Super Mario Brothers 3 and I also try to pick games some games that maybe aren't as well known and I try to pick a, a nice variety of games um just to keep things fresh so but uh it's been great and season three Mama Retro season three is going to start soon as a matter of fact there may or may not not have been a little bit of a teaser on my Twitter 
posted early this morning uh, with a date of 11-4 on it, which is this Monday. So people should stay tuned for that. But, yeah, it's season three is going to be insane, absolutely insane. Oh, that's great to hear. But I saw, you know, you started with the whole her playing NES. She played uh, Punch-Out, Super Mario 3. I think I saw, uh, uh, what was the other game? I was watching this this she, morning. She played Turtles 2, the arcade that, game. Oh, there you go, Turtles 2. I, I always get confused with that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's so many games and so many great games. Oh, yeah. And, and now you introduce introducing what is it your cousin uh oh yeah 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 laura yeah the one that cusses a lot <laughs> oh that was better that was so much good i was oh, like yeah. oh she was like she's cursed i was like i wonder who's gonna curse more maybe you should have her both of them together and let's see what happens <laughs> oh trust me that's that's gonna happen at some point i've already got that plan that's that's gonna happen and i i don't know what i don't know how that's gonna turn out that's gonna be very interesting Oh man, maybe you should do. Maybe you should fight them each other. Maybe like what is it, urban fighters? <laughs> yeah, do something that would be so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna get them two together and have them play like a co-op game or something together. It should be pretty damn funny. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, what is your goal doing this for YouTube? What like what you want to accomplish? Uh, you know. I'm... There's a lot of things that I kind of I have future plans for that the YouTube channel could could help with or turn into. I don't necessarily want to get into some of those yet because I don't want to give some of some of my ideas away that I have for the future. But uh, once I start putting these ideas together, of course, I'll start talking about them on the channel. But eventually I'll probably start a website and uh, do some different things with a website that's tied to the YouTube channel. And uh I don't know. I might. I might get into podcasting at some point. Probably not, though. I don't know that that's really my thing. The closest thing that I do to that are the discussion videos that are on the channel, and I'm kind of taking a little bit of a break from those. So, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I don't really have any major short-term goals right now. Except right now, my my focus is just to build the channel up and and get better, make the videos better. Um, improve the quality of everything that's just kind of what i'm doing right now yeah i mean i mean podcast for me you know the one that we're doing right now um it, it, it might sound simple to people like oh is it you know just talking talking but for us it's like the editing process and everything like that it gets really complicated and that's why i record like saturday so that way early saturday night or sunday i start to edit and i upload it so it could be ready for like the next day yeah it's a lot of work it is it's that and, and especially you need to find the people i need to come up with their schedule like right now i'm like talking to talking to other people but like like can you do this no I, either they go on a vacation or they can't do it or there's another so you never never could expect something that's why you want to have it you know, plan A, plan B, and plan C, what you're going to do. That's smart. Have a backup plan. Oh, I have a backup plan for November. <laughs> so I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do? Maybe I just do one part. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, who introduced you to video games, and what was the first game you played? You know, I think 
it was probably I think it was my brothers, my two brothers that introduced me to video games. It was at a very young age back during the the NES era, Nintendo Entertainment System for people that don't know what NES stands for. Um so yeah, it was during those days my brother my brothers had an NES. Um they had games like, you know, Super Mario Bros, Super Mario Bros 2, 3, Ninja Gaiden, um that all all the good stuff back then. And I was probably I don't know, maybe four or five maybe six at the time and i would play the nes they would they would hook up a game shark and pop ninja gaiden in there and put in put it in a game shark and make it to where you can't die unless you fall in a pit so me being four or five years old i didn't know that they were doing that and so i thought that i was actually doing really good in the game but it turns out they just had the cheat codes cut on <laughs> but ah. yeah i think the the earliest game that i remember playing as a kid was was the original ninja garden that's the earliest gaming memory that i have i was like cheat the system how dare you oh, oh how how dare them they should have <laughs> just let me uh they should have just actually no i'm glad they did that cuz that game is really fucking hard really hard <laughs> All right. Uh, first system you own? The, I think the first system that I actually owned was a Sega Genesis as a kid. I remember my mom bought me one with a bunch of games. I think she got it used from somebody. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, I had, like, Bugs Bunny and Double Trouble, and I had some kind of Power Rangers beat-em-up game. And Oh, it's oh, it's probably either the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game or is it the uh, Power Rangers uh fighter something i can't remember what it's called but there's there's two of them one of them is a fighter like mortal Kombat, and the other yeah one yeah, is, the mortal, beat the, up. yeah yeah it's, it's probably it's probably the the one that i i've been asking for uh if anybody hears this i want to have money more from power rangers remake to the switch break it to the switch i want that version i just don't know why they don't do it yeah it'll, that would be cool it'll make money yeah probably get, so Put this in limited run games. Put this for the Switch. I'll pay the $60 for this game. Put that one and the movie version of it, and I'll pay money for it. How about just a Power Rangers compilation with a bunch of Power Rangers games, even the shitty ones? Oh, man, I'll pay money for it. That's why I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy for the Lion King and Aladdin to come. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You, are you getting the collector's edition, or are you just getting regular? Right now, I'm not buying anything. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I'm having some financial problems right now, so that's why there's not going to be a pickup sale for a little while. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still getting. There's still some stuff that I'm getting that I've bought months ago that I pre-ordered and bought months ago, but I'm not buying anything new right now. I'm, I've got oh, to pay so off some pretty debt. Much yours. So pretty much yeah. uh, used. All right, I get you. I get you. I mean, that's how life is. You know, we don't yep. have money like that. Yep. Yep. Uh. Uh, first game you finished that you completely finished, not not do uh, you know, like like Super Mario World, you go all the way to the second level and you could go like to a different way and be like, yeah. to the thing. I got you, I got you. Yeah, you know, the first game that I remember actually beating by myself, and I don't know if this is the first one that I actually beat. I just it's the first one I can remember is uh, Cool Spot on the Sega Genesis. You ever seen that game before? No. So cool spot you you know um the drink seven up yeah you know the little red the red like logo the red circle logo for seven up yes 
in Cool Spot, you it's a 2D platformer where you actually play as that logo with a face and legs and arms. Oh I'm, not, I'm not even making this up, dude. You can't make this up. And, uh, dude, it's actually a really good game, though. It really is. It's a classic to me, and it, it's pretty tough. But that's the first game that I actually remember buying. After this podcast, go look it up. Go look up Cool Spot on the Sega Genesis. It's it's pretty cool. That was uh, not a that pun was unintentional, by the way. <laughs> oh man, for yo for me, ooh, I'll be completely honest. Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon Gold. Oh yeah. Yeah, I never beat the other games. I finished Pokemon Gold. That was my first game that I ever finished. I even went to the to the first region, and I think that was the first time I ever met Mewtwo. Like I caught Mewtwo, yeah. but Dude. I never. But I never, never completed the Pokedex, even to this day. And I thought I would complete it with Pokemon Go. I haven't even finished the game. You say Pokemon Go? I mean, Pokemon Let's Go. Oh, Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah, yeah. I haven't finished it yet, either. I haven't finished it. I think I'm in Cerulean Gym, where, where you could put your Pokemon Go um, Pokemon that you caught into the game. Yeah. I'm there. I haven't went to the to the island yet or this other stuff. I'm still there, and I haven't even touched that game for months, and I mean months. Well, I, I mean, it's it, there's so many freaking good games coming out. It's hard to. I blame I blame Yu-Gi-Oh. I've oh yeah. Playing, I I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and I, and I stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh once I beat the the Yu-Gi saga. I, I don't know how to play freaking synchro summon or whatever thing. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is this? What's you know everything? Like that. I don't even understand it. I was like, you know what? I don't want to play this no more. I just want to play regular version. Dude, I haven't touched Yu-Gi-Oh since I was a kid. I'm so out of touch with that. I don't even know what it's all about anymore. <laughs> I saw like arrows and this sort of stuff. I was like, I see like a five and a three. I'm like, wait, where's the stars? I'm like. Oh god, I don't even know what the hell is this. There's more powerful Yu-Gi-Oh cards and I'm like, wait, there's one like 6,000 and this like 3,000 and I'm like it's like they have like arrows, silver, red, yellow. I'm like, what the hell is all of this? Yeah, wow. Uh, I hated it, but I love I just played the Yu-Gi Saga and I passed it. Uh, all right, so uh do you have a game that means so much to you that you you know, value it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like my GameCube collection, right? If I, if, if you told me today that I had to sell my entire GameCube collection and I could only keep one game out of the entire collection, that one game, and this might surprise you, but that one game that I would keep would be Soul Calibur 2, and I'll explain why. Um, my brother, I, I lost my brother in 2008. Oh, um, sorry to yeah. hear that. It's 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 been a minute now, but yeah, 2008 I lost my brother, and he was basically my best friend too. Whenever I was younger, of course. So uh, I remember I have uh, very vivid memories of uh, back when I worked at Steak and Shake. I would get off work late at night. Well, it was like 10 o'clock. I'd get off work and I'd go straight to his house, and me and him would stay up all pretty much all night till like three or four in the morning playing Soul Calibur two. Um, so those memories are like really burned into my mind, very, very detailed. Like I remember sitting on the couch for hours and trying to beat, I think it was, I can't remember the name of the mode. It was like some kind of, it was like event mode or something where you go through and you do different matches with different scenarios. 
But uh, but yeah, yeah, it would be that game. That game means a lot to me because of those memories that are so vivid um, that I could never get rid of that game. If I had to get rid of my entire collection, I would keep that game. Uh, I never, I, I'll be honest, I never play a Soul Calibur game. Well, I never, if, I never have. If you're I'm, gonna, waiting, I'm waiting for one for the Switch. I, I don't mind getting it. No, no, dude. If you're ever going to play one, go play Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube because not only is Soul I, Calibur 2 a fantastic game, but you can play as Link. I know, but here's the thing. I don't own the GameCube. <laughs> I buy, just want to... I don't need to have a Switch. Dude, buy a GameCube. They're not expensive. I know, I know, but <laughs> but I don't got room where I live. Like, I need room so I could put it. I guess. I even gave the PS4 to my brother. I said, you know what? I'm not going to play the PS4 no more. I, I, I'm getting the Switch and screw that. I'm thinking of getting another Switch. I'm not completely sure right now. Well, if you ever do get a GameCube, get Soul Calibur 2. You'll have a blast. It's just such a great fighting game. I want to get, if, if I ever do get a GameCube, I want to get uh, SS Tricky. Yep, I've got <laughs> I've got all those on the GameCube. I want to play it so much. I don't know. It's so stupid, but it's so fun. They're good, good snowboarding games. Oh, I miss that. I'm just, I'm also uh, info to the people who's listening to this. If you want to bring SS Tricky to Switch, I will so gladly will buy it for ninety dollars. Bring it to the Switch, and I'll be so happy. That game, the GameCube version, all right. I don't want no the other shitty version. I want the GameCube version. Well, here's the problem with that, Tony. Uh, SS the SSX series is owned by EA, and we both know how EA is. So I wouldn't count on that ever happening. Oh, trust me, I had a bad thing to say when when um, Tara was in the podcast, and I asked everybody not to buy uh, FIFA 20. Even to this day, I don't have it. I'm just waiting for Black Friday, yeah. and I'll get it. I'm not gonna pay 60 bucks for a FIFA 19 clone. Right. I'm yeah. not gonna do it. I'll pay 30 bucks for it. Not 40, 30 bucks, because that's, that's supposed to be the price. And you know how shitty it is? The physical version is 60, but the mm-hmm. physical version is 50. Really? Yeah, I was like, wait, what? And they're <laughs> like, yeah, send out cheaper if you buy a physical. Yeah, wow. I was like, I, was like, I mean, $10, $10 more expensive if you buy a physical. That makes sense. I was like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And and the other version, like PS3 or Xbox 360, those games were like, I think it was 40 bucks, 50 bucks, and even digital. This thing is like, uh, I don't know. I hated it so much. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even gonna get started on EA, man. I'll go on a rant, and I don't want to go on a rant about EA right now. <laughs> hey, hey, at least it's not uh, 2K with WWE right now. You know how. Messed up, they did the uh, WWE like this right now. Yeah, but you know what? I almost want to buy that game just so I can laugh my ass off at all the really funny glitches and bugs that are in it. Because I watched the video and they're freaking hilarious, man. Like really crazy glitches. Oh, I don't know if you heard about this. I'm going to tell you this right now. Not to be uh, like that. I, I don't know. I, I think what, well, I think the sale thing is over, so it doesn't matter no more. They did uh, buy the game and then you could play for like. 48 hours, I don't know how many times you can, and then uh, you could return it if you didn't like it at GameStop, if you buy uh, it at GameStop. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know, I don't yeah. know if it works still to this day right now as we talk, but yeah, I was looking for Toki, because I went over there, I wanted to play that game, um, buy that game Toki. For Switch? Because, yeah, because it's 10 bucks. Yeah. I, ca- I cannot find it. 
Yeah, and I've got I, that one. I've got the collector's edition that comes I with wanted, the arcade, little arcade stuff. I want it just for the arcade thing, but I'm like, oh, man, they already bought it. And the only thing that's available right now is the used version. I'm like, man, I want the new version. I was like, oh, I hate myself for not buying that game and for 10 bucks. But let's yeah. see what happens. Maybe they'll get more. You don't know not, something about that? Are they going to make more, or that's it? That's why it's $10 cheaper. You know, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Because that was out of the blue. It's like $10 this game, the collector's edition. You get the arcade thing, cabinet, all of this. I'm like, and new. That's a re- yeah, dude, that's a, that's a ridiculously good deal. Like, really good deal. And I call my local GameStop. It's like maybe like 20-minute walk. And they're like, man, sorry, we we don't we don't have it. We saw that like three days ago. I'm like, oh my god! And I just saw the deal, mm-hmm. and they have and they had like five copies. And I was like, man, I could have gotten it, but I just want to get it for the arcade thing. But oh well, let's see if they make more. If not, then I'm okay. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm just waiting for more combat arcade <laughs> for the Switch. Oh yeah, yeah. They do that. I'll pay the seventy dollars for it. I'll pay it. Okay. Uh, why you hate Mario Sunshine so much? What that game ever did to you? Uh, what? <laughs> why you hate Mario Sunshine? I don't. I love Mario Sunshine. Lies. No, I really, no, I really do, man. It's one of my favorite Mario, three uh, D Mario games. Our, our good friend Tara, you know, she she loves Mario Sunshine. I think it was her who she said it. She wants a Mario Sunshine, and and I think you hate it, yo. Why you hate it? Dude, I, I've played and beat that game probably five times. I've got freaking two copies of it sitting on my GameCube shelf right now. Uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. What What made you decide that you want to start start collecting games? Well, it's it's my my editor's fault, my nephew's fault. He he's the one that freaking started this, man. He's the one that sent me down this rabbit hole, basically. Um, I expressed to him one day that I'm that I'm thinking about buying a GameCube again and trying to buy a few of the games that I had whenever I was younger when I first had a GameCube. And it was like, oh, hey, man, I've got a GameCube. I'll give it to you. And I'm like, really? And so I went over to his house and he gave me the GameCube. And then I went to my local uh, my local used retro game store and I bought like 10 games uh, that I used to own and the rest is history, man. It just, I got incredibly addicted. First, it was just GameCube. Like, that's all I was collecting was GameCube. But then I started collecting for the NES and all these other consoles. And then it just kind of escalated very quickly from there. And now I've got this huge game collection that gets bigger and bigger every year. So it's, it's, my, it's my editor's fault. Oh, you're putting blame on him. Poor you. <laughs> Hey, he he admits too. Like he knows that he started this, and he's wow. proud. He's proud of it. I think. All right. You said you collect um other uh you collect the games. You go you have bins and other stuff. How do you find the games? Like I I see you post videos and pictures that you have like bins and bins that you just got. Like how do you mm-hmm. find them? Well, you know, in the beginning, in the beginning, it was really all flea markets and thrift stores and pawn shops and searching the Facebook marketplace and searching apps like let's go and offer up and all those searching Craigslist. And uh, of course, you know, checking retro game stores and stuff like that. But eventually as I started 
as my collection started growing and I started meeting more people through, through things like Craigslist, eventually I started to get the trust of some people that go to yard sales a lot. So I've got a couple of guys that are local that go to yard sales all the time. Like, like every weekend they go to yard sales and flea markets, but they don't necessarily collect games. But if they see games at yard sales for cheap, they'll buy them. So what happens is these guys, since I bought from them so many times, they trust me. They know I'm good for it. They know that I'll, that I usually I'll buy what they have. So they'll call me up and, or they'll send me a text message and send me pictures. And, and usually, usually they'll wait until they have at least a couple of boxes of games and they'll send me pictures of everything and they'll just give me a flat price. And a good majority of the time, the price is so good that I would be stupid to turn it down, like ridiculously good prices. And they, and they know what the games are worth. They just don't want to deal with selling them individually. They would rather just sell them to me and, and get rid of them. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, really building, building contacts with people is really to me the best way to build your collection. If you're able to build contacts with people that will sell you game lots, buy those game lots, keep what you want out of them, add it to your collection, sell the rest, put that money back into the collection and you'll grow your collection really, really quickly. Talking about the games, how many games do you own in total? Uh, let's see. Let me open my collection app. Uh, so right now, I've got a huge stack of games that I have not added to my app yet. But right now, my app says two thousand one hundred and thirty-five. There's probably about there's probably about forty or fifty games sitting in a pile in my game room right now that I have not added to the app yet. So probably close to twenty-two hundred. Damn, that's a lot of games. <laughs> it is. It's it's a lot of games, but it's still a relatively small collection compared to a lot of other collectors out there, including some of the collectors that I've interviewed on the channel. Mm. How many of those games have you finished? Oh man, like uh, <laughs> I can't even be I can't even begin, dude. I can't even begin to answer that, Tony. Uh, on it, I mean. It would be it would be a complete and utter guess, and it even then probably wouldn't be accurate because I mean I've got approximately, uh, you know I've got twenty two hundred games and I've not even played most of them so, uh I guess I don't know if I had to guess I'd say maybe I've beat a couple hundred of them over the course of my life. Damn, that would just be a guess. Ah. I know I've beat a lot of the GameCube games that I had whenever I was younger. And, um, yeah. you know. All right. Uh, talking about those things, how, how many systems do you own? A lot. <laughs> I don't have a count for that. I would say, let's see. I probably own all the all the major systems, you know, all the Nintendo systems. Um all the PlayStation systems except PlayStation 3, Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One. Uh, so, I don't know, maybe maybe around 30. I probably own around 30 systems, I would say. Mm, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I only, I only have one in a phone. <laughs> well, a lot of them are in storage right now. I don't have room to plug them all up, unfortunately. 
uh, are you going to be doing something like that where you see videos that you see um, little sections on top of a TV that have like all the systems there so you could just turn it on and play it? Oh, yeah, man. Right now I can't do it because I'm living in a freaking double wide manufactured home. But eventually once I build a house, I'm going to have a basement going to turn it into a man cave slash game room. And as if I have the money, I'm going to make it pretty epic. All right. Do you have a favorite system? Do you, man, that's a hard question to answer. Because normally I would say the GameCube, but the Switch is just on fire right now, man. Like, so for me, it's a toss up between the GameCube and the Switch, honestly. And so I would have to say both of them, they're, they're tied for me right now. That's good. That's good. Uh, you said you are, that I know of you were going for a full GameCube collection, and what is the yes. next system you want to have of, as a full collection? Sega Master System. Sega Sega Master. Yeah, Sega Master System. Are Are you familiar with that one? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, not a lot of people are. It it, it was not a very popular console in North no, America. It, no. it took took off in Europe, very popular in Europe, but not so much in North America. But I really like it a lot. And in North America, there were only a hundred, somewhere around a hundred and ten games, I believe. So it's not a super hard system to get a complete collection for. Um, not very many of the games are over a hundred bucks. There's a few of them are that are, but. Uh, it's, you know, it's one of the easier consoles, I think, to get a complete collection for it. But the problem is finding the games in the wild is almost impossible. I mean, the only way that I've been able to build up my Sega Master System is by buying them from friends on Instagram and some on eBay and things like that. So that's, that's the only unfortunate thing about it. All right. Um, next one. Uh, why you hate Mario Sunshine? Here we go with that again. <laughs> What do I gotta do to convince you that I don't that I don't hate Mario Sunshine? We, we want to see you finish it. <laughs> well, I've finished it multiple times. All right. Uh, well, since it's Halloween, and you told me you you were talking to me a lot in the past, maybe we should tell a little little story. Okay. Something like something scary, like something supernatural that happened to you. Well, um, can't really, I haven't really had anything supernatural happen, but I did have one thing that was pretty, uh, kind of freaked me out a little bit until I realized what it was. So I live in the boonies, man. Like I live on a dead end road, mile long gravel road, and there's pretty much nobody around me except a few people. And I'm in the middle of the woods. So one night I'm up playing a game or something. I can't remember what I was doing, but it was like one o'clock in the morning. And it was, you know, um, it was cloudy. So because it was cloudy, it was extra dark outside. Didn't even have the moon to kind of give a little bit of light. And I and I'm sitting in my game room playing a game, and I hear this just freaking horrifying noise outside. Like it was like a blood curdling scream, at like a blood curdling, violent sort of animalistic scream. Um, it did, it wasn't human or anything like that, but I didn't know what it was and it completely freaked me out, dude. I went and I grabbed my gun 
and I was ready to go to war with something out there, man, because it freaked me out. I had no idea what it was. So I opened the front door, and I could step out on the porch, just completely pitch black outside, can't see anything anywhere. And I hear it again off in the distance, and it sent freaking tingles up my spine. It was just a terrifying noise. But then I started to realize, you know what? I think that's an animal of some kind. And uh, so I, I got on Google and started like, you know, trying to describe the noise, the sound on Google to pull it up. And it turns out, and I can't believe I had never actually heard this noise before in my life, but it turns out it was just, it was just a pack of coyotes screaming. <laughs> oh, my God. But, dude. <laughs> But, dude, I'm telling you, man, if you're in the middle of nowhere and it's like 1 o'clock in the morning and you're just minding your own business playing a game and you hear that, and it was close, too. It had to have been, like, right next to my house. But you hear that sound in the middle of the night, and if you've never heard it before, it's terrifying. Oh, that's, yeah, that's scary, to be honest. Ooh, not knowing what it is, and then you find it out, like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you don't want to mess with a pack of coyotes, man. I mean, even... Even with my freaking pistol that I had in my hands whenever I stepped out on the porch, if a pack of coyotes decided to attack me, there was nothing I could have been able to do, even with the gun. Maybe if I was lucky, if I shot it, maybe it would scare them off. But if it didn't scare them off, they'd rip me to pieces. Ah, uh, that's, that's horrible. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell you guys one story. Okay. And it's probably... It's probably gonna freak everybody out. This is something I want to say is supernatural. Okay. Back in 1999, I don't remember the date. Uh, I was living at the time in Mexico, and everybody know that doesn't know Mexico is haunted because history history in the past. Uh, what nobody knows is that. Uh, you know, um, the Spaniards came and killed a lot of Mexicans. And a lot of the people, some of those people had, let's say, money. And they buried it on the ground. That's why I think my mom once told me, I, I forgot which date, she says that there will be a specific date and you'll see Mexico, if you're up in the skies or something like that, I don't remember, it will start glowing gold. And you'll see it like gold gold like it, it it means that you know it's you know it means spirit's gonna come and sometimes ask it what the story goes is that sometimes they'll go to a specific person and they'll ask the person directions they'll tell them point them where's gold or money and an exchange they want like a holy ceremony, like you you take them to like a church, you know, like ceremony for church, you know, talk, you know, for them to go to the next side of the world, the next, you know, the afterlife. So I was at a time living there, and I live in a what is it called? Um, it's just one floor, so. At night, when I sleep, I could hear people up in the roof, like somebody is, like, walking there, or they're playing with a ball or something. Like, I heard that stuff, and it freaked me out. 
because you go over there and there's nothing. There's nobody living over there in the second, like in the roof. There's nobody. Yeah. And you need a ladder to go there, to go up there. I, je- I, you don't know what it is up there. I'm jealous, man. I want to have an experience like that. Now, here's the thing. What happened one day? I was, I want to say, maybe it was summertime. Maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. It, it doesn't really, it really doesn't, you know, this other stuff because um, over there is hot no matter what. No matter what, it's hot, and in the nighttime, it gets cold. It gets cold, so that's a good thing about it. But that's when the scary stuff happens. There was an earthquake when that thing happened. Oh wow! I was like in a tub, like I I, I had like my own mini pool, and I was playing there, and I was like butt naked, and I was like I want to say nine years old. I want to stay around there. Maybe it was later on. I don't remember. And there was a big earthquake. My mom went to get my sister out of the room. And you could see the house being cracked. Like the the, the wall was cracked. was being cracked. And it looked like they were going to be buried in the house. But luckily, my mom grabbed my little sister. She was a baby. Took her out. And she took us out. Um, we started to run. What I saw is that. The floor, the 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 earth started to open. So if you would have took a small a bad step, you could have gone in there. But it looked like it was opening and closing. And it was probably like a good maybe I want to say thirty seconds, forty five minutes. And I think it was one of those earthquakes that was like I want to say six point something or seven. Yeah. Maybe around there. Some people say it was five because I started to look for it and. It is changes. I don't know which one was it. So the house was badly damaged. Just one side, you could see it was cracked. So we went to my grandma's house. It was maybe I want to say a thirty-minute walk, cause where we live, we didn't have we didn't own car, so we had to walk. And for me to go to school, it takes me about like an hour. So I had to leave like at seven o'clock in the morning just to get over there at eight o'clock. And one day. Uh, well, that night, uh, I was I had like a slingshot. So I was, you know, it was nighttime. I was throwing it. I was, you know, throwing the rocks over there. You know, there's nothing to do over there. There's pretty much, it's not like here that you have an arcade or you could go to a club or something like that. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. So I'm throwing rocks. And then by the side of my, the house of my grandma, there's, uh, she owned goats. And then I start and they're sleeping, you know, you hear they're outside, they're sleeping and then you then you hear them doing like noises. Like they have a bell. So they all started moving like they were scared. And I and I cannot see nothing. So it's like pitch black. And I look on the other side and say, you know, what's going on? Maybe somebody's trying to steal something and maybe something like that. So as I'm looking to the side I see somebody, like, look on the other side to me. Like, their hair just popped out. And I didn't see nobody. I didn't. I was like, who is that person? And before you know it, they opened their eyes, and it was blue. Hmm. And right now, I'm looking, he's getting, like, freaked out. Their eyes were blue, and I was screaming so much. Like, 
I don't know who I saw. Either it was a, a spirit or a demon. I don't know. I just saw it looked at me. And when I was like, I was head moving, like, what the hell is going on? It was moving the same way until it opened its eyes. And then I just saw blue, like two blue lights. And I started screaming. And my, my grandma, my grandma saw me uh, screaming because they were all next to me. And my grandma grabbed the shotgun and then she goes over there and she sees nobody. Yeah. And and, and during that time, you actually could hear because there's no cars or this other stuff or planes. You could hear if people are walking. Yeah. There was nobody. Very interesting. Days. Now, here's the thing. Here's the scary. Here's the thing. My mom had was sleeping that same night. She said that her brother... God, God rest his soul, is, um, came and says, I came to visit you guys, but I guess I scared, I, I scared him. I think, it, I'm thinking it was him trying to mm. say hi, but, you know, how the hell you say hi, you know? Yeah, right. And he passed away, like, years before I was even born. Yeah. Ten years later, I'm living where I'm currently living, but I, I used to live on the second floor. I was sleeping one night. Well, it was I was starting to wake up or something like that. And I heard like I want to say an alarm, but the alarm sounded like it was like a an atomic bomb was coming. Like one of those things that you hear in the mo- in the movies. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So I hear it and I kind of wake up and I see somebody in my room wearing uh, a jacket, like a brown jacket. And during this time we were we were in trouble. We had financial problems. You know, we all, I think it was like, light bill was like $600. Oh, wow. Uh, we all, like, I want to say two months of rent. And rent was like around like $800. So it was like around that much. I want to say that maybe it was two. I want to say one. I don't know. Or something like that. So i see him and i was not scared and he just talked to me and i and i didn't see the face and i they just said just you'll be all right that's the only words but in spanish and i just said okay and i fell asleep again and i had a dream dream again i don't know if there was a dream or or a second dream i don't know how this thing was it and i saw i want to say i leap into the future and then I saw that we own TVs. Like, we had a TV, we had a Blu-ray, and everything like that. And during this time, we couldn't afford nothing. And s- some reason, I saw that I woke up, and I was scared. And it happened, you know, this and that later on. I tell that story, my my, my two aunts come to, to my house, you know, they come visit, they come I want to say once every month. They were talking, and I told the story, you know, that if somebody came to the room, and I I tell I tell them what they were wearing. And my aunt, my oldest aunt, she she was she saw like surprised, and because she asked me questions, and I t- and because I said, oh, he was wearing a brown jacket. What I don't know, didn't know, but they knew, is that the same clothes that they asked me, and I tell them, and I gave them the answers. My uncle was buried in. 
Oh, wow. And they said he came to visit you. And he came to tell you that you were okay. After that happened, I want to say three months later, everything, as of right now, everything's going good. Like, we're able to pay the stuff out. We didn't owe money to nobody. And everything that from that dream that I had came true. I owned, I used to, I had the TVs and this other stuff. I still, I still have it to this day. Yeah. I don't know if I, he showed me the future or told me that, I know you guys are struggling, but everything will be okay. And to this day, I was like creeped out because I started to remember it when I was like talking about it and I was writing it. I said, wow, I don't know if I should say this story because people might think I'm crazy, but this thing happened. And, you know, I never knew him, but I saw him, but I saw him and he was in my dream. I don't know how that thing happened, but yeah, I don't want to say, oh, he came and he gave me all this stuff. Like, no, I mean, like we were, we were like about to lose the apartment and like get kicked out. And, that... and it was creepy as fuck when that thing happened. And I was <laughs> like, and now, you know, I, I have all of this, you know, I don't want to say, oh, I had this, you know, if my spirit comes, they're going to come tell you everything be okay. You'll have money. No, you know, this, you know, I don't know. It was the most, maybe that's why when I say I want to, there's some stories that I have inside that I want to say, but I want to keep them still inside because I don't think they're ready, ready. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much my story because, you know, you know, you never know. Mm -hmm. And, and for me, um, when the, I, you know, it, it's even still gets creep in my, in my, in my, uh, when I talk about it, it gets me like goosebumps because I'm like, you know, what was it? Was it him or was it a different person? Right. Because, I mean, I mean, who are you going to see and have blue eyes, like, like blue eyes, like right. glowing, like who the hell is that? And especially if, if you guys do research on that ship in Mexico, you'll, you'll hear, you know, you, they'll tell you stories and, there's a lot of stories. Maybe I'll do one next year, and I just—I mean—I just tell it how it is. Napa just in time for the holidays, select Craftsman tools are now available at Napa. Celebrate with a Craftsman 20-volt cordless impact wrench kit for just one forty-nine ninety-nine. It's the perfect gift for everyone in your list, even you. So get great savings on select Craftsman tools now available at your local Napa store. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends twelve thirty-one nineteen.